Welcome, and thank you for taking some time out today to seek God. You've made a great choice. You've even made a brave choice. If there is a God, then seeking Him is the greatest thing that we can do. Whether you believe, whether you struggle with belief, every human owes it to themselves to ask the big questions about God. And of course, here we do believe that He exists and that seeking Him is worth the effort, and so it will be rewarding. In our time together, we'll worship by praying, reading scripture, and reflecting. This is your time to seek God. So go ahead, sit down, lay down, turn the phone off for crying out loud, and focus on the task at hand. What matters most is that this time is set apart and is unique. So once you're ready, let's begin. Close your eyes. If you can, take in a deep breath. You're about to speak to the creator of everything. And no, it's not meditation which is turning inward into yourself. How far does that get you? Prayer is intentionally reaching beyond ourselves to the source of everything. We're reaching out into the void and what will happen exactly is unknown. But haven't you found that that's where all adventures are? Now speak out loud or in your mind. And if you're used to speaking only in your mind, why not speak out loud? Express your intentions for this time. You could say something like this. Jesus, I'm not sure why I ever ignore you. If you're there, and if you're what scripture claims you are, then I'm crazy for not spending more time worshiping you. Give me a heart to worship you more. Take a moment and express these thoughts to God in your own way. scripture because we believe that God has communicated. He's revealed himself to people who have written down their experiences for our benefit. Do we have to understand it? No. And do we have to be Bible scholars? Absolutely not. But it is important that we receive it and believe that God communicates. Today we'll read Colossians 1.18, which says, He is also the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning of the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. We've been looking at the soaring song of Jesus in Colossians 1. If all the scholars and all the songwriters throughout the ages put their collective heads and hearts together, they could never exhaust the source material of Jesus himself. There is never a risk to overshooting Jesus' glory. There is no such thing as getting out over your skis in praising Jesus. Each of us, whether individually or collectively, are barely scratching the surface. So rather than believing the lie that your praise doesn't matter, instead, jump in the ocean and behold the King of Kings and add your words to the mighty chorus that is resounding throughout the cosmos about Jesus. 
he is the head of the body, the church. He's the figurehead. He's the authority. He's the star of the show. And perhaps just put a pin in the fact that the church is the body and the body is the church. That will come in handy in other passages. But for now, accept that we are mysteriously a part of Christ's own body. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. It is interesting to note that if the resurrection of Jesus is true, and of course here we believe that it is, then anything that has previously died is still dead. Anything since that has died is still dead. There's only one person, one being, one anything, one of a kind, indeed one God, who has died and then come back to life. There is no keeping God dead. And it's important because if he has not been raised, then neither will you or anyone else. If God is to resurrect anything or anyone, then he's got to start somewhere. Why not start with himself? Why not start with the God-man? Indeed, he has. And why is he the firstborn from the dead? Why is he the head? Paul tells us. So that he might come to have first place in everything. Not some things, not most things. All things, everything. God, and Jesus by extension, is intensely focused on being in first place in all things. He doesn't apologize for it. He isn't embarrassed by it. And it's not arrogant in the least. In fact, it's humble. Why? Because he knows himself to be wondrous, glorious, and beautiful. For him to not have first place would be a massive disservice to all things. In fact, it would be death. It's a gift to all things to have as their source and their head, Jesus, the King of the universe. And any reconciled being knows this to be true. The more holy we become, the more in love we will be with our head, the firstborn. We too will fall ever deeper in love. He will relish in it and pour himself out more freely as the ages press on. And we will recognize and glory more and more in the enterprise. So, write the songs, sing the praises. It's what you were meant for. Jesus, you are first. Have first place in my life. Move out anything that is resistant to you being first place in all things. Take a moment and express these thoughts to God in your own way.
free to stay here as long as you like. May God, may Jesus, the firstborn, richly bless your day. And I look forward to being here with you again next time.